Hey guys, welcome back to 12 O'Clock Talks with Jack and Dave. Today we throw Cheetos in a tier list, how to be creative with your compliments, and calling out people's mistakes. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Listen, mic check. And we're back. And we're back again. After a week hiatus, Jack and Dave are back on the podcast. Dave? We've been busy. We back. I've yes. Been busy. That's okay. Like we keep saying, December, January, that's that's when we start to hit the ground running. Um yeah. okay, so you texted we me. We need to hmm? I did text you. Oh. We need to eventually we need to set and we can do this some other time, but like set a set a hard date to like lay out our game plan. So that we actually have to make it. Ooh, yeah. And if you're listening, like, right like now, we have, we we have a like a specific. Well, and we'll come up with a date, but on that date, we will have a podcast and lay out what the plan is the and share plan. it with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we're just gonna keep saying that we're gonna have cool stuff and then <laughs> never go in past brainstorming phase. Well, if you are listening and you have suggestions for the direction of the podcast, we are always ears. We do have a couple of suggestions going forward, which we're really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we will set a hard date eventually at some point. My master's degree is done on uh, November 18th, so free up some time. Um, but That's exciting. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. Research projects are going what very- What are you getting your master's in? My master's is going to be in professional psychology with a uh, focus in sports coaching, mainly- Observing the relationships between players and coaches is the topic of my research. So, nerd <laughs> says the guy who just passed the bar. <laughs> nerd of all nerds. It's just a nerd nerd podcast. I don't even know. It's, a, it's definitely not a nerd podcast. Um, but speaking of snacks, is a nerd a snacks? Nerds are snacks. Nerd, nerds are candy. Are yeah. candy snacks? Candy's definitely a snack. But candy is definitely a snack. Yeah. Um, because at what point does it stop being candy and become a snack? Oh, I have a question. No, okay, but hear me snacks. out. Like a moon, a moon pie, right? A moon pie could be clarified, like classified as a candy. It has so much sugar in it, but it's a snack. You so think it's a candy? Well, it or could, a treat? I'm saying, I'm saying it could be. See, there's like too many distinctions, right? Because candy. What makes it a candy? See? See, that's what I'm saying. It's like what makes a Christmas. Oh, it's like the time of year. You would you you would do <clears> like <throat> like I would go probably size, but now you have all like king size, family size stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what so I'm saying. Cake too. candy. Uh, like a little like a little like a mini cake. See, that's what I'm saying, man. I don't know. Oh, that that is a rabbit hole. Yeah, I don't. And with Halloween coming up, quite topical. Um, yeah, no, I don't know actually. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what makes candy a candy. Maybe it's like the bites, like, mm, maybe it's like the sugar to size ratio. Like, how much sugar can you cram in like <laughs> the a sugar tutorial? per capita? Yeah, like, yeah. The yeah, how many sugar, how many grams of sugar many, per surface area? Yeah. Or how little actual food can you put into a thing that children eat? 
Oh, is it like you have to be below a nutritional standard to be considered a candy? That's honestly, you've probably nailed it on the head there. Like, because if it's not that, then it might be a, a treat or a snack. If Okay. it's below. So typically candy is called candy because um, it was like 100% solid sugar. Right. So these are. Yeah. That makes sense. Because like So, hard candies. yeah, so I'm just going to go with anything that has an ungodly amount of sugar in it. But then you could go like energy Mm. drinks and stuff. But yeah, man, But that's it'd be about. sugar, sugar to volume. And while there's an ungodly amount of sugar in an energy drink, I think I mean, the volume of a nerd to sugar is probably pure sugar. no, yeah, nerds are definitely just all like. Uh, processed sugar 100% with food coloring that is terrifying to think about we used to eat that what do you mean used to you still do yeah oh what's your what's my your guilty sister got pleasure me on my candy guilty pleasure guilty pleasure candy <laughs> guilty pleasure candy <laughs> <laughs> we're about to get deep um paydays Paydays, paydays or are whatchamacallits. good. Paydays Watch him a call or it's whatchamacallits. okay. Watch him a call it's are good. Yeah. Or the, this is gonna sound really lame. Chocolate covered raisins Dude, have those always been a, uh, raisinettes, dude. they hit. I remember They you hit. going on that little rant about our movie theater candy. That was like your go-to. My uh, I think mine definitely has to be licorice. I love licorice. Mm, all I all colors or just no like black licorice traditional or red. black licorice. Delicious. It is it hits Mm, the spot every you time. you are so English sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's Um, just delicious. Covered in marmite. No, I'm kidding. it's just black licorice. Just really, <laughs> oh, that'd be so gross. it would Um, be terrifying. oh, what was What I were going you to gonna say? say? Your sister. Your sister put you on something. Oh, so this is a thing. It's Halloween themed. Do you like candy corn? No. So my sister doesn't either. Hates candy corn. Thinks Okay. it's abysmal. But Nerds makes its own candy corn. And it's not like candy corn. It's like nerd. If that makes sense. And it's delicious. I Really? bought two bags at Target. Yeah, I've just I have a jar of it on my kitchen table and just get a handful every time I walk by. And I really don't eat sweets. That's so gross. No, it doesn't Dude, I just taste like candy corn. I know It I tastes can't like nerds, but I just they're like can't soft. I just can't consciously eat that much. Like chocolate's my dark chocolate is there for me. But like just candy in general, like I eat like one or two and I feel like sick because of the amount of sugar. Hmm. Well, you should try this. Try the nerds um, candy corn. You can get it at Target. That's where I got it. Or HEB is where my sister got it. noted we um we're actually this is how uh how grown up i am we're throwing a halloween party tomorrow night yeah What are you going as? um well it's the theme is ladies from the 80s Yeah, it's Halloween and you have a specific theme. It, well that's yeah the, well okay so <clears throat> i'll just put this into context The theme should just be Halloween. no let's just put this in my my 
Sydney, my fiance Sydney, told me we were having a Halloween party. And then she told me that this was the theme. This wasn't a you like a vote. You didn't get a say. This was Jack, this is what's happening. And you are participating. Which I'm excited for. But that's a very it's a very we're hosting we're hosting a party. We're hosting a dinner Halloween party. Are you gonna make like signature drinks and stuff? Or we are how, doing... what is your what is your hosting game plan? So obviously Sid loves Halloween, right? So we've already got the tree up. Um, we have a Halloween tree. Please, wait, wait, explain your tree to people who don't know how oh, psychotic okay. y'all are. It, y'all, okay, look, she moved into the house with it. Um, so we have a Halloween tree in the uh, in the front of our house. It looks like a Christmas tree, except it has like four or five segments on it that all like rotate and bend. And it has purple lights on it. So when you put it on, and it's so it's old now, so it creaks. So it just moves back and forth all night and it's purple. And it's black. Well, I guess the lights are purple and the tree is black. And it has spiders hanging off of it and it just moves and creaks throughout the night. So we've got that. And then we've got Halloween streamers already in the house. We don't even need those put out for the party. We have um <laughs> we have black we have black blankets with ghosts on them which are already out once again don't need them for the party we have a white blanket out that has candy corn and witches on it didn't even need it for the party um our house is already ready for halloween party honestly we've got mason jars with pumpkins painted on them they're just already out um sid bought some orange flowers that have died in like little wine bottles so they're very halloween-esque um We've got signs all over the house, like boo and stuff like that. Uh, tea towels, tea towels hanging off the oven. Halloween themed tea towels. Um, yeah. Is that what those are called? Tea towels? Yeah, tea towels. Uh, they're just hand towels. No, you can't dish, use them. Dish rags. No, 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 no. Dish, no, no. You're not allowed to use these towels. You'll understand this when, when your significant other moves in. There's towels you can't use. For some, like I don't understand either. Like the top sheet on our bed, I'm I'm not allowed to sleep with. It, it we just roll it off the top of the sheets. Like we don't sleep with it. It's just for decoration. Decoration for whom you may ask? Nobody, because nobody comes in our bedroom except for us. So it just doesn't. You know, it, we have pillows on the bed that we don't use. It's fine. We take them off and we put them in a little basket, and then in the morning we put them back on the bed just for looks, because it matches. Um, Dave, you'll understand this when you're significant other from Sin Man, but it's just Is it a wicker basket? It's a get uh no. She puts her sweaters in her wicker basket. Um <laughs> it's a metal basket. We it's it's just one of those things that it's a fight that you you don't want to pick. It's not it's not even a fight. I, I make fun. It does look really nice. Uh look how conditioned I am. Um we are making witches brew. So it's uh it'll be Malibu vodka, blue curacao, and pineapple juice. So like a big liquid marijuana. Oh, are you gonna put dry ice in it to make it smoky? Um, no, but we are gonna buy candy eyeballs to so they float at the top. Nice. So that'll be fun. Um, and then we'll put like orange and black streamers everywhere in the house. So nice. yeah, that's the uh that's the adult plan for Halloween. Yeah, that'll be fun. But speaking of snacks, could be fun. You're having fun. I love this. Fun. Dude, she just told me I couldn't 
couldn't go as McDreamy for the seven would be seven years now because I was I my, Mikey we played soccer mm-hmm. with a guy named Mikey who was an AT and he loaned me a pair of his scrubs Mikey if you're listening I still have your scrubs um and I've worn them every year since sophomore year every Halloween so who are you gonna go as or what are you gonna go as I don't know man I'm kind of uh, like because I don't know what I'm gonna do for Halloween either I don't want to go all out um somebody told me he goes blondie uh, maybe kind of fun. Um, I don't know. Maybe put some makeup on this year, like you know. Oh yeah. Just just for just for giggles. Uh, mm. I could I could I've been told I could pass as an Ellen, and if I could pass as an Ellen, I can pass as a pink. So I could try pink, but she's oh, pink. pink would be good. Like early two thousands pink. Yeah, just about twenty years too late. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who. I'm but you're going to be hitting your demographic. I'm assuming the party is going to be primarily. People also in your age range. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know how they came to the conclusion, ladies of the 80s. I think it just, it rolls off the tongue. Can I tell you that I hate that? I I think that is a dumb theme. Dave, look, man, I am really excited to have It makes zero sense to me because it's Halloween. Because because like, why, like why have a theme? I look I like it's I, Halloween. Like just let people be free to wear whatever they want and I, not be constricted by ladies of the eighties. I understand the logical point you're making here, Dave, but it doesn't matter. Save that for like a random party in November. Fair, Sid. If you're listening to this, you are not my fiance, so I get to tell you this. That's that's a silly theme, man. So that's a that's a weird call. I'll let her I'll let her know. I'll let her know that you said it. Maybe it'll make a difference. <laughs> Hopefully it turns out really good. Like, is there gonna be oh you could do this would be kind of fun though. Like if it was pretty well known that the theme was ladies of the eighties and someone did not match the theme, you could have like an entry fee of a, like have you seen those ghost shots oh yeah you buy the little the little airplane shooters and put a kleenex on them and then put like a little rubber band and draw eyes on it and then you can be like you have to take a you have to take a ghost shot because you didn't match the theme just some of those gross 99 cent ones like oh yeah the the 99 flavors whatever it is yes okay absolutely yeah that's actually a really good idea i'm gonna write that down Where's my piece of paper? <clears throat> but yeah, no. Uh, yeah. As you get older, you start to throw parties and have uh, ridiculous things on your bed. But it's all part of growing up. The best part of growing up is the pillows on my bed. Did you just try and make a Folgers? I didn't try. I did and nailed it. I just I don't know if anyone's ever um, told you you're not very musically inclined. Oh, it's so bad. The thing that sucks is both of my parents sing like my dad was in a traveling choir for a bit my mom is very musically talented my oldest sister can just listen to a song and then play it and i've been trying to learn how to play the harmonica for like eight years and you're just a lawyer and i just can't do it i'm not musically talented at all that's okay we all have our strengths Oh, there's a someone I work with was a concert 
pianist, pianist. Sure. Right. And the, the partners were kind of messing with her and saying that as part of her new hire, like hazing or I don't know what word they're going to make her play at the Christmas party and like not give her a heads up. They're like, this is just so you know, you're just going to have to play at the Christmas party and thought that she like just messing with her. And yeah. she was so into it. It was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm down. If you need me to just let me know what you want to hear. <laughs> and I was like, that is the greatest response I've ever heard. Cause like, all of them were like, Oh, oops. Sorry. Didn't mean to actually like. Uh, j- jokes on you. You're you. not actually playing. <laughs> like we just thought it'd make you nervous and you just that's tuesday to you apparently i was like good for you man it was funny i do wish i learned how to play piano because seeing how many people looked at mikey when he'd just sit down and play in the cafeteria sometimes be like oh man that attention looks nice <laughs> david's face says no no nah, good care less um, um. Oh, what were you going to say? <clears throat> Cheetos, man. Remember. Cheetos. Oh, best Cheeto. Ready? Three, two, one. Jalapeno uh, cheddar. Uh, I, sorry, I choked. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen? <laughs> what is it? What is it? Like, 21 Jump Street? Well, <laughs> it's like, that is the actual sound of choking. <laughs> and he's trying yeah. to ask her to prom or whatever sorry. it is. You put me on the spot. I need. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Okay, three, two, one. Jalapeno, jalapeno cheddar. Oh my god, no, I'm not. Okay, try it again. <laughs> oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm no. just not gonna say anything. Hey, Jack, what's your favorite Cheeto? Flaming hot Cheeto, lime. Oh, Flaming hot lime. Cheeto. Yeah. Wow, that was so difficult. <laughs> yeah, I almost don't believe you now. No, it's no, 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 because you, I, I saw what you were saying, and I knew what you were gonna say, so it was the only thing in my mind. So as I was trying to think of what I wanted to say, all I could, I could think about the flaming hot lime, but all I was saying was the jalapeno cheddar. I'm really, I'm, I don't, I don't think the jalapeno cheddar are all that good, to be honest with you. I would put baked flaming hot above those. I would also put, um. Did you ever have the asteroids, the flaming hot asteroids oh, growing up? Asteroids in asteroids the can too. In the can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, asteroids in the yeah. can were definitely those were solid. I forgot about those. And then, have you ever had flaming hot Cheeto puffs? No, I've never had the fl- the hot Cheeto puffs. Okay. I was gonna ask if you're a puff guy because I like the way they feel in my mouth. Like after you like let <laughs> them like kind of like dissolve a bit, you know okay. what I'm talking about? So, but you know when you like. When you eat flaming hot Cheetos, right? Like sometimes, like the fl- like you just get the flavor off the chip, and then you eat chip. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the flaming the flaming hot Cheeto puffs are just like that, but they just dissolve in your mouth. It, it's uh-huh. like the it, they're the best. They are like hands down the best form of Cheeto. And, and then the regular Cheetos are just like bang average. Yeah, like the the regular Cheeto is probably on the bottom tier. Because above that is the regular Cheeto puff. And then above that is probably the jalapeno cheddar for me. And then above that is the baked flaming hot. And then above that would be the flaming hot puffs. And then above that, Chester's hot fries. I was going to have hot fries were my number two. Yeah. And then Elite is the flaming hot lime for sure. And then asteroids, they're extinct. They're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So asteroids for sure, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Solid Cheeto. 
I would like jalapeno cheddar, Chester hot fries. The the hot Cheetos with lime are number three. Puffs. Regular hot, regular Cheeto. Mm. You ever had the flaming hot pop, like the popcorn Cheetos? Mm -hmm. I don't like the Cheeto popcorn. Well, it's not it like the like pop. Plastic. It's not like popcorn. It's like puffs, like the puffs, the little puff balls. You know yeah, about? they taste like plastic. You don't like them? They kind of feel like maybe, styrofoam. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. They kind of feel like styrofoam, if I'm honest. They just taste really yeah. good because they got so mm. much flavoring on them because they have a bunch of like little crevices and stuff and the flavoring gets stuck there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, no question. Definitely, like, I've probably almost had stomach ulcers after eating Flaming Hot Cheeto Lime, for sure. Because it's a perfect, like, midnight snack, right? I remember, mm -hmm. like, in All Subs, the only thing about All Subs was they didn't have them. They didn't have Flaming Hot Cheetos Lime. Yeah. They only had Takis. So we'd go in and we'd get two All Subs burritos with some Takis, when all I wanted was two All Subs burritos and Flaming Hot Cheetos Lime. Like, that was, for me, that was it. crazy. What? So I was heading to dinner tonight, right? And to like, it's a town just right outside of Lubbock. It's like five minutes outside, basically in Lubbock. It's just technically not. Well, there's a grand opening for an all subs on the way there. Oh, oh yeah. They had through a concert. A concert? Like had a stage, like concert lighting. And had a concert in the parking lot of this all subs. And unfortunately, like the place we were going to, like has weird hours to go eat. So like we had to go eat because they closed at 830. But mind blowing to me. And then on the way back, the concert was over. And I was like, dang it, we could have gone to a gas station concert. That, that would have been sick. really funny. Yeah. It, uh, does everyone know listening i doubt everyone knows what all subs is i think we've talked about it really well if you haven't had a chance go eat an all subs burrito it'll change your yeah. life oh we never went to that um all subs market i was telling you about in Lubbock. oh yeah no, where it's didn't. not a gas station it's just an all subs restaurant mm. well and then that's just an excuse for me to come to Lubbock yeah <laughs> i support it that that's it i'll just drive in we'll go to the market and i'll leave 12 hours yeah just i bought a bed well an air mattress i see it in the corner as a yeah, headboard a... yeah it's nice but an air mattress with a headboard heck yeah i did it's impressive <laughs> yeah um no because my one summer, my I didn't have a bed. I was sleeping on an air mattress, and it was like it was that one. I slept on an air mattress for like a month. It wasn't bad. So but your back was killing you. Oh yeah, there were times I was like, "This sucks," but for the most part, it was okay. And so instead of buying a full bed for my spare bedroom, I think I'm gonna put. Other like use it more as an office and then have the air mattress there in case or, people come over and you or when I come to, to visit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like either you or Abate. <laughs> yeah. Too bad I'm not working down there anymore. 
Bueller all the time. Oh, you remember that artwork you drew on my windshield <laughs> forever ago? Yeah. Yeah. It's still there. It's still there. We were <laughs> Victoria and I went and got dinner today, and on the way back was like, "What is that?" And I think, "Hey, that's been there for a long time." I'm How just really that, surprised. How's that stayed? Do you want to I describe to the people it's, what it is? Um, it's a really pretty drawing. It's a big drawing too. And it's a big drawing. It takes it up like a quarter of on shit. your sixth grade spiral. <laughs> um, it involves. An eggplant <laughs> and two tennis balls. Y'all, I had to have drawn this thing like four and a half months ago. And it's it was still a it's long just stuck on his windshield and it's horizontal too. Right. So it just goes yeah. across from the passenger side on <laughs> anyway. It's yeah. fantastic. And it, and it only shows up when there's a condensation <laughs> on the windshield or it's a little chilly. Which is all the and time. So it's not there and you're just like yeah oh my gosh yeah the heater not working <laughs> it's getting cold man it was cold a couple of days ago and the problem is it's not cold when i leave and so i've left my ski jacket and my heavy jacket in the office so the next day it's cold i'm gonna be freezing the fact you're wearing a ski there. jacket it's 50 degrees here in texas man it's not that cold it's cold it's so cold oh man well, hey, what I, I'm curious, you added something to our notes. You said, be creative with your compliments. What? Yeah. So I was thinking about it the other day. Okay. And we, we have talked about be, being creative with your insults. Yeah. But you know, when you get a compliment that is very tailored to you and it just kind of feels better explain no expand <laughs> expand okay so you're in a work setting mm -hmm. and someone's like jack you're a really hard worker mm -hmm. thank you for your hard work yeah right, right. okay Thank you. And it's like, that. that's nice. I'm glad you appreciate that. Like, it's nice. Or it's like, Jack, your ability to focus in on a difficult task and make it easier for everyone else, specifically in task X that we handled last week, was awesome. And I think you should know that. Like, I really appreciated mm. that. Yeah. Okay, you know, I see like, what you're saying. Yeah. Or instead of it being hey you're pretty be more creative with it you know you'd be like you're really pretty yeah so throw in that or you'd be like <laughs> i don't know what got me thinking about that i think i think what it was is you have like your go-to's like your go-to compliments that just kind of like you can spread around for people it's like oh I appreciate you. You're the best. Thanks a whole bunch. Right. Types of things. When every once in a while, if you just sprinkled in something a little more creative, it'd probably be received equally as well. Yeah. I, 
I've seen that a lot with coaching, like coaching the little ones. I say little ones, like 12, 13 year olds. <clears throat> I guess even the older kids too. Cause I think they get used to hearing like, Oh, nice pass. Good shot. Mm-hmm. Like good job. Great work. Mm-hmm. I love the hard work. Good effort. Like those kinds of things. And you can kind of tell it starts to just like glance off of them, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, okay. It's just another, you know, just another compliment. And I think in a work setting, it happens as well. Like when someone's like, Hey, thanks for your hard work. You're like, yeah. like what do you say to that? You're welcome. Like you're, yeah, like, you're welcome for the hard task. Thank you for the hard yeah, the opportunity to like, work harder than normal. Yeah. Well, it's like, also you just, people are thanking you for doing your job well. And I don't know. You just, I feel like intrinsically you should just do your job well, regardless of like if someone's complimenting you or not, because you're getting paid to do it. But with the kids, especially because one, like a lot of, sometimes they don't want to be there. Right. And so then mm-hmm. if you give them, I found if you give them a reason to be there, then it helps a lot. Like, so, and you reinforce that through, I, I try to reinforce it through my compliments. So like I use compliments as like a way to <clears throat> like reinforce what we're trying to do in practice, you know? So if a player is like, seems to be struggling or they do really well, I'm like, Hey, like, I love the way that you use that space there and created like created options for your team. That was really good. Thank you for doing that. Like really well done there. You can mm-hmm. see that like in their head, not only are they, Oh, sweet. I'm coach is acknowledging me, but like, not only are they doing like a simple task well or something that they're meant to be doing, but they're helping the team as well. Like they're, and they're accomplishing the ta- like the specific task that nobody else is, but they are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, I've, yeah, I think certainly in a work setting or like in my coaching context, yeah, being creative with your compliments is so important. And when like, you don't, you have to think about it. I guess that's what we talked about with the insults, right? Like you have mm-hmm. to take like, an extra three to five seconds to come up with something that's, you know, better than just cussing at someone. And Mm -hmm. either in those three to five seconds, you come up with something or you realize it's not important. I feel like the same thing can go like the pause, like that's a negative direction for it. I think the same thing can go like in a positive direction. Like some things don't need validation, you know, like Mm -hmm. some things don't need compliments. Like, thank you for your hard work. Eh. Like that doesn't yeah. do it. That doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't do anything for the person you're telling. Like they know that they're working hard. They look, they, they look like they're stressed out. Like you at work, like if you look like mm-hmm. you're stressed out and I come over, I'm like, thank you for your hard work. I'm, I'm going to like 50, 50, I'm going to tell you to go away or I'm going to just going to brush it off because you can see that I'm working hard. I, you don't need to tell me that I'm working hard. If you, came in and you were like hey here's a coffee today i know this is what you usually get here's your coffee i just want to you know acknowledge the extra work you've been doing um we're gonna look to you know lighten your workload like make this easier on you i feel like Mm -hmm. the simple the simple things are like the really obvious things that we acknowledge can be acknowledged through different actions as opposed to like like verbal confirmation like when i was working at my old job and we were traveling. I mean, dude, I think I was in Lubbock like twice a month for like two and a half months, probably. Right. Wouldn't you say I probably came to Lubbock six or yeah. seven times last semester. And the 
like the response I got, like I would voice my concerns, right? I'd be like, I'm getting burnt out. I can't do this anymore. I'm getting burnt out. I can't do this anymore. I saw other people quitting for the exact same reason. And it was like, uh, oh, like we really appreciate like the hard work you're doing. It's really cool. Like, thank you so much, you know, for mm -hmm. what, for what? Like you almost don't, you would almost rather like somebody not say something, you know, or do like have an action. Like question why you're traveling. Like for me, it was travel. It was like, do you really need to go down there this week? Well, you're asking me to. Well, yeah, but like, do we, do we really need you there? It's like, no, no, you don't need me there. Like ask my opinion, ask something that's going to come to a, uh, like mm -hmm. actually help me out in the situation as opposed to just complimenting me on it. Yeah. You opened up a rabbit hole there. And I think what you said too, is like asking your opinion on something. Yeah. I think that's a compliment in and of itself to go, hey, this is what we're thinking as your manager, supervisor, boss. What do you think? Yeah. Do you think that'll be beneficial? One, for you, two, for the task that at hand. Doesn't mean they're going to listen to your advice. Right. But to go... I respect you enough to listen to your opinion on this. What do you think? Yeah. It compliments almost feel like sometimes posturing. Like posturing mm -hmm. like you care. Like acting like you care and you're not. Like you don't care. Because if you cared, you would be doing something else. Yeah. It's like your Tuesday 9 a.m. notification. Tell Jack thanks. Thanks yeah. for your work. Send. Cool. Done with that for the week. He'll be good. And it's like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Yeah. Now you get me thinking. Yeah, I think compliments like anything else need to be given sparingly. Because like if you overdo it, then uh, it loses, it completely loses meaning. See, I don't think sparingly. I disagree with you on that. No. Not sparingly. They need to be authentic. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I, I don't think you should be cautious about complimenting. I don't think praise is something that you should be holding back on to people. Because you got to also remember your mentality on a compliment may not be their mentality on a compliment. That's fair. Right? Some people want the constant praise. Mm-hmm. But as long as you mean it, right? Like if it's authentic. Yeah. Like I'm not going to praise bad behavior. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people get frustrated whenever whoever, like whatever the relationship is, you know, partner, partner, business setting, coach, student, parent student or parent kid whatever it is if you're just saying it because that's what you think you need to say rather than actually meaning it yeah that's where you run the risk of killing your compliments killing the value of your compliments mm. yeah because what you were saying with your coaching thing you know whenever 
you run off the field or something, whatever, like after, and everyone just gets a fist bump. Yeah. And it's like, you feel like you are obligated to give the coach a fist bump or something, like, <laughs> yeah. because that's just what, you know, and you're like, I don't want, like, in this moment right now, the last thing I want to do is get fake praise from you. Like, we just played like crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need a fist bump saying, hey, good, good job. That wasn't a good job. Right. You don't mean this fist bump. I don't mean this fist bump. Why are we doing this like ceremonial weird awkward social interaction? Yeah. Whenever I could just go get a water, take 30 seconds to think about it, get back out onto the pitch and like have a better second half of the practice. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I would agree with that. Like if you give uh, an authentic compliments or praise too often, then that's that serves as a detriment. But if you're giving constant authentic praise, then you're then you're good there. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like mean it. Yeah, and I think that's where the creativity. Maybe be creative with your compliments wasn't the correct word, but to your point earlier, if you can't think of a creative quote unquote compliment in the three to five seconds, maybe it doesn't need to be complimented. Yeah. And that's not to say you are holding back on compliments and you're just making sure it actually is authentic. Yeah. Are you, is it, is it impulsive because you feel like you need to do it or is it, are you, are you, did the thought cross your mind because you actually feel like you should like it yes. would mean something yes. yeah and i think the thing that's hard is you just have to really know the person too yeah that's true like i work with people that need to like like you're saying hey it's your job do it well and whenever you don't get something that's turned kind of brought back to you that's well you're like hey thank you but but they need that thank you before the but yeah whereas other people it's like hey this is wrong Mm -hmm. go fix it and then once it's good you're like thank you for fixing it this is what i need i appreciate it yeah man people are complicated dude they are they really are i think that's when it you know when somebody like you haven't seen someone in a while and they act you but because you're a familiar face they act like they know you in a public setting you know what i'm talking about like so you've interacted with like somebody like once or twice right and then you see them somewhere and you're like the only two people that know each other so they come over you and talk to you like you guys have gone way back like they're super friendly to you even though they've normally ignored you uh, like other social interactions you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like they would they would ignore you if they knew someone else. Yes, but because you're the only two people there, like they act like they know you or they choose to interact with you. And it seems really like forced and inauthentic. Yes. That's the I experience. That's the experience yes. I'm thinking of with inauthentic like praise. Yeah. Or it's like you don't know me. <laughs> like you you don't need to like I, that's not how i would receive praise i was thinking so 
You know what you can do, and I think you should do, because hmm. I was thinking about that, and I was like, I haven't, I don't have those interactions in a long time. Yeah, and it's because, of, like, with that, I just act like I don't know them. <laughs> You're like, uh, who are you? You know, because whenever they come up, and because you can tell whether it's like, hey, I'm gonna come talk to you because you're a familiar face, but like, I am also recognizing that we are not close friends. I'm not gonna treat us like a close friendship. I just yeah. happen to know your name versus like what you're saying where they come in and maybe like try to give you like a friendly hug or like it's a real it's a more casual initial interaction and you're like we're not friends like this yeah I I love being like and you wait and you're from and get it wrong <laughs> when you know the right purpose. answer yeah you're like oh and you're from this bank right and it's like no we went to college together and you're like oh uh. <laughs> that's right yeah yeah okay how are how have you been and just see and just kind of go and catch them and obviously do it in the right time like and cordially yes not yeah fair. like don't be, don't be a super jerk about it but let them know that you know what they're doing yeah it'd be like stop that um okay so i was thinking uh, I've been seeing this a lot and I want to pick your brain on it. It's specifically with coaching. All right. So, so, you know, my study is based around like the coach athlete, like the feedback loop, right? Like, so how can we get athletes and coaches to communicate better? Yada, yada, whatever. So I've been thinking and I've been observing a lot of coaches and how they interact with their players. And I've kind of seen the same trend with most coaches, Right. And it is that, and we've experienced, we definitely experienced this. You and I have, um, the coaches will often call out a player on their mistake after the players made the mistake. Right. Mm -hmm. So David, you give a, you give a goal away or you give the ball away. And then the coach yells, David, don't give the ball away. Mm -hmm. Right. Or why did you do that? Like, why, why did you, why did you give the ball away? And it's, it, but it's in the run of play. So the player is still on the field. They're still actively playing and the coach is yelling at them for a mistake that they've just made and asking them why they did that. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm seeing it so often. And I think it, it, one of the reasons it made me think about it was we were talking, like talking about giving, like choosing the right moment to give praise or, you know, give a, <clears throat> like give a compliment. But when you like that, when you pause, you're like, do I really need to say that? It's like, no, no, you don't need to say that. You don't need to say that. No. Why did you mess up? Or why did you make that mistake? Or you just made a mistake. It's like, yeah, obviously the player has made a mistake. But why do you think it's so hard for coaches to be quiet and just allow the game to happen? Because that's not the personality type of being a coach. So that's why it's so hard. Yeah. Like imagine, well, I mean, I say imagine you are a coach. When you are running a practice, mm -hmm. and I don't know your coaching style, I have watched you coach a couple times, but that was a long time ago. So I'm sure you've developed new a new style or at least adapted into a new style but yeah. how often do you just stop play 
to address something in practice in practice um if the session is about 30 like the practice session itself because in u.s soccer they use this thing called play practice play so you play for 30 practice for 30 play for 30 right so in the practice portion of it i probably stop it if it's going poorly maximum like three times if it's going really well i don't stop it yeah maybe but once so in a 30 minute session you completely like have the potential to completely stop everything yeah three times mm -hmm. so every 10 minutes yep if you yeah. and in that in that stoppage you are talking to a specific instance yep but also talking to the things leading, leading up to that instance mm-hmm and you have the attention of everybody and they are looking to you to kind of figure out what the heck is going on. Why isn't it working? Yeah. Like that's your role. Right. And then you go into what you're talking about, the game setting. And I think that's what makes soccer pretty difficult is you can't really coach. No. You can make minor adjustments, but people, it's hard to, and not to but, but it's hard to turn off your coaching brain when you're in a coaching setting right like it's soccer it's your team they're everyone's still kind of looking at you as a coach but it's hard to turn that that mentality off yeah so that would be my thing is because you want you want someone who wants to speak up and correct things a good coach is going to be a good teacher and a good leader. Right. But you have to give that up every weekend. Yeah, for, I could see for that. For 45 minutes. We just have to wait. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. if you spend, you know, six out of your seven days a week not having to wait, you get to call the shots as soon as you want to yeah and then game day you have to sit for 45 minutes until halftime to say anything like it's not going to be your first instinct to be quiet yeah that's fair especially when it's super correctable right yeah i think the my like the minute but it's like picking the moment i guess that's just part of adapting to being a coach right like you have to pick the right moment Mm -hmm. not necessarily after a mistake but like maybe five minutes after it's like you can see that they're about to make the same mistake again and so you correct yeah like for example if you didn't open your hips and you were square on and you took a poor first touch and they stole it and scored right next time i yeah. see you trying to call for a ball i'm just gonna yell open up and you're gonna open yeah. your hips and you'd be fine yeah i just i I see it every single week. I can't stop seeing it. And I'm not I'm not innocent of it. I'm probably I'm sure I've done it a couple of times. Um but it I feel like it has such a detriment on the players because after I see the coach say that, I typically try and find the player that they were talking to. Mm -hmm. And immediately it's like, I don't know, you can't see me. <laughs> David can see me, but like the players will like throw their hands up. Like coach like the, the I think the funniest one is why did you do that? Like, why, why did you, a player would score an own goal or a player would give the ball away in the back and the coach would yell, why did, why did you give the ball away? 
And the, the players yeah, looking at the coach like, like it. yeah, the players looking at the coach like, yeah, I totally decided to throw the game just just because I felt like it, coach. Like the yeah. coaches like, what a ask, dumb question. Coaches ask really dumb questions, man. I think that that's mainly what I'm getting at. It's like the the points that they're making. If they took three or five seconds, it it's not important. Like you can't fix the behavior that's already happened. One, also, asking stupid questions to players is just it it blows my mind. Like it's just questions. demeaning. It's it's incredibly demeaning, and it's, it's it's so incredibly condescending as well. Like, and these are 13, 14, Like, these are very impressionable players. That's gonna stick with them, and the players, when they hear that from their coach to them, like them, they're gonna talk to their teammates like that. They're gonna ask their teammates like, "Why did you do that?" I don't know, man. I just decided to give the ball away. It's like, oh, that was yeah. a terrible touch. Like, yeah, okay, that was a terrible touch. Mm-hmm. I'll get the next one. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I just think it's it's so tra- it's so translatable. And it's nothing. There's not a lot of but coaches don't pick positive moments in the game. They typically pick negative ones because those are the ones that you can see the mistakes. I heard an analogy the other day. It was really good. It was about public health, right? It was like public health. You only you only know about public health when um, it's going really bad, and everyone then everyone has an opinion. But when it's going really good, nobody cares about public health because it's good. Right. So there's nothing quote unquote to fix unless mm-hmm. you're an expert, like you're constantly trying to improve it. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe coaching is just inherently like a, like a, a profession or where you're trying to constantly fix mistakes. But there's not always a mistake to fix. You can't fix every mistake, nor can you control every mistake. So, what's the, I don't know. It, it's obviously been stewing in my mind. Mm-hmm. it's like what's the what there's no point there's no point if we coach if you coach for development you don't coach for acute success right you don't coach for immediate success if you did then those comments you're making would make sense right like you would be like that was a bad touch don't do that again in this game okay coach i'll try not to all right fine but if you're coaching for development those comments you leave those comments out because you allow mm-hmm. the person to make a mistake and then they know that they've made a mistake. They know they have to do something differently. So instead, just be like, try this next time. Or when they come yeah. off, you're like, hey, I really like the way you're playing. Here's one thing One thing that I would just focus on this this half, you know, see if this works for you kind of thing. Like p- post questions to them. But I don't know. I guess I just kind of got, I'm getting tired of and got tired of. I saw it this weekend, not with our club, but like with the other clubs. They were just asking the most demeaning condescending questions to their players like talking down to them you know like not letting them think for themselves like every time they touch the ball it's like kick it far kick it kick it kick it into the space mm-hmm. take down the line have a touch inside pass it inside get wide drop mark him you know like like mm-hmm. they have an xbox controller in their hands and they mm-hmm. believe they can fix every single thing and make sure everything goes right when in reality it's n- like never the case but yeah like so a specific memory that i have my in club there was a game that we played and had a decent coach and had a a pretty decent club team just like we were pretty decent not to be that guy but we were pretty good especially for I think we were the 13, 14 age level 
and for coming out of Amarillo. Decent team. Yeah, y'all were good. I didn't like playing against you. And there was a game that our – so we played it like an afternoon game. My coach went and got lunch with some parents and then a coach of a different team, same club but different team, and made a bet with him. And was like, I bet you I can win and not say a single word. And he's like, what? He's like, I will make subs and I will do a starting lineup. I will not say a single thing this game. Yeah. And so he went up to, like, before he he's like, I have, I think it was like, 150 bucks or something like like decent bet but not like a mortgage and so he's like hey i have 150 dollars that we have to win today it's on you y'all know what to do and we're like what and he's like i'm not telling you i'm not I'm, i can't say a word and so he started the game and then he went and sat down with the parents and with then, the parents like, yeah and then he, he would go up and sub no, he he would go and then he like made the subs whenever he did them and then he'd go back sit and sit back down. And I think we ended up winning like three to one or something like that. But I think that like having that ability shows that you coached well through the week. Yeah. You know, like do your coaching when you're supposed to be coaching. And soccer is the unique sport where like you can make minor corrections, like you're saying, you know, hey, maybe we'll play our wingers a little higher. But if yeah. you can get to the point where your team is so comfortable that they don't need to hear your voice, like you're saying, like you don't need the coach doesn't need to have an Xbox controller yeah. telling people when to pass. Like if they're playing at this level, they should be able to make a pass from the center back to an outside back to a holding mid to a midfielder to a forward who's found space. Like that's not an unrealistic expectation without you telling them that. Yeah. I like Maybe that. Maybe you should try that. Just I, try to like say as little as you can for a half. Be like, I'm not talking to y'all this half. Y'all go play. You know what you're doing. So I, I'm not going to lie. I feel that's so that's typically my coaching style right i like i don't i do a lot of coaching during the week like active coaching within the session this is the goal for the week this is the this is the goal for the session this is what we need to do and then the game day comes and i set the lineup and i just have a seat like i try and just sit down in my chair Mm -hmm. right and then but like usually i'll have like an assistant um at the games with me or like our doc will be there and i feel the need to like actively coach not like mm-hmm. tell players what to do but like still i don't know like say something when i don't mm-hmm. feel like i need to say anything like especially halftime talks like if the game's going well and nothing's happening mm-hmm. i'm like do i really do i need to change to anything they don't they don't need to hear my voice right now they can talk to each other and like they can figure it out um but i think it's a lot of peer like a lot of peer pressure goes into it as well like especially when you've got like your like your bosses there like parents watching especially as well i think they definitely influence your ability to coach like how you want to coach because Mm -hmm. i think people have a vision of what coaching looks like and then you have your own personal vision and then what you display is somewhere in between 
like you you wear multiple hats Mm -hmm. right you've got your personal coaching hat which is no parents during practices so you're doing that and then you've got your personal coaching hat during the game which before the game you're like oh this this is what i intend to do i tend to set the lineup i tend to sit down i intend to watch the game i intend to make substitutions okay well then you got your like you have to be a like a parent coach right so what do the parents expect like what do you think what do i think mm-hmm. the parents are expecting from me well and then if you're like your boss comes over like, okay what does my boss expect from me right he's asking me well what are you going to say to them what are you going to say to them you're like i don't i don't know man like a lot of the time he he emphasizes effort and intensity so it's like you can be like hey i love the effort i love the intensity let's keep it up boom that's it but then you say it it takes three seconds for you to say it and what you've done in that time though is you've gone hey boys listen up give me your attention all attention Mm -hmm. on me like pay attention you're asking them to pay attention to like just for you to say good work it like kind of goes back to the whole like yeah like like it's creative confidence thing thanks for running yeah like good good you did your job well done like you did exactly what i expected of you congratulations you know like those kinds of things i'm sitting there going like do i need do i need to say this like is that something i need to say when in reality i probably don't like there's very few times i think in coaching where you genuinely need to say things to players as a team at halftime if if you, and if you can't do it like typically it's done individually like when you pull them off at half, like you'll sub mm-hmm. someone out just for the sake of giving them an instruction and then put them back mm-hmm. on the field mm-hmm. because at halftime they're getting water they're tired they've just played 40 minutes right like they don't mm-hmm. want to hear anything and then you're like all right listen to me and then you say your three second spiel and then they just go back to talking to each other like the, mm-hmm. nothing nothing is going to change at halftime i can promise you that so yeah <laughs> my one of my professors was like i hate this whole i hate the whole idea around motivation coaches think that they can motivate players like like do you think that a player shows up to a game unmotivated <laughs> like do you, do you think a player shows up to a game and goes dang i'm really excited not to play today you know, yeah. like, I'm, I'm really unmotivated. I've woken up at five o'clock in the morning. I've driven an hour and a half. I've warmed up. I've showed up early. I've got my kid on and I'm just so unmotivated. I really need coach to tell me to be motivated and then I can be motivated. It's like mm-hmm. that is the biggest load of nonsense I think ever, but whatever. It's like watching yeah. goal scoring YouTube videos before soccer games. Ridiculous. <laughs> watching Roy Keane just get a bunch of red cards. Yeah. And, and then, then getting mad that we got red cards. Precisely. <laughs> I love the hypocrisy. Um, So funny. Well, Dave, I hope you enjoy your, uh, your, your candy corn, your nerds candy corn. Dude, it's pretty this good. Week. Um, do you have any Halloween plans? Um, unsure. Fair enough. I'm sure your significant other will tell you what you're doing. Well, it's kind of funny because she, we were talking about it. There's um, a Halloween party tomorrow that she is unsure if she's going to. And then said that it is completely voluntary if I am going to go with her. I said, that was really nice of you. Thank you. Um, but I've never been in Lubbock in Halloween, and I really want to hand out candy. So you think there's gonna be kids here? I have no idea. 
I'm not gonna lie, dude. We tried it our first year here. Sydney bought a bunch of candy, and we sat outside, and there was like one kid. Yeah, I'm a little bummed that that might happen. And if that does happen, whatever. But I think I'm going to wear a costume on Halloween's on a Monday this year. I think. Yeah. Buy a costume and wear it on Monday and then try to hand out candy. No, it's Sunday. It's on a Sunday? Um, 31st. Is a Monday. Yeah. So a Monday. that's kind of my plan. Is I don't know what I'm gonna be doing. That's fair. Uh, well, got a big tech game though. That's what matters. Tomorrow, Saturday. Oh, tomorrow's Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm already on. I'm already on weekend time. Dude, I feel that Thursdays because Thursdays is my last night. Feel like a. Oh really? Yeah, Thursdays are like my last night's coaching. So I don't coach Friday nights. So Fridays now feel like a vacation day. Mondays and Fridays like. I don't know what it is because I still have a full-time job. <laughs> it's like, I'm still working, but like, I don't know. That'll be fun. I did buy the new Call of Duty though. I pre-ordered it today, right before we got on. Did you? Well, I'm about yeah. to, I think I'm about to hop on because multiplayer is tonight. So anyway, but before we get into that, <laughs> let's do our little wrap up. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Um, if you like it, share it, leave us a review. Let us know what you think um we do try to post every friday we try really hard to post every friday um we're still still enjoying this i'm still enjoying it i don't know if dave is he looks kind of miserable right, right. <laughs> um, we're still really enjoying doing this for you guys and doing it for ourselves as well um once again thank you for your support if you are still listening we appreciate you i think we're up to like 350 listens now we're closing in on 400 so Super excited about that um, and have a lot of podcast topics to still talk about and a lot of stuff that we're really excited to get going in the new year. So until next time, I'm Jack and this is Dave. Yes, sir. And we'll see you later. Adios. Bye.